Welcome to Cartridge Command, your weekly retro gaming podcast, where we discuss and review the classic and not-so-classic games of the 8- and 16-bit era. I'm Nick. And I'm Eric. And this week's game is part two of Super Mario Kart for the Super Nintendo. Well, those dulcet island tones mean we are back to talk about Super Mario Kart a little bit more. Last week, we went over really just the gameplay mechanics and how all of the systems work. Yeah, we uh, waxed ecstatic about the Super Mario Kart mechanics and, you know, how they've changed and altered throughout the versions kind of over the years. So hopefully you've listened to that, and if not, go back, check it out, and now we will get into our first segment of the show where we're going to talk about the manual usually it's way more elegant well, i like to think it's a more elegant uh intro but i know this game has a decent manual it's a nintendo it's super oh, nintendo yeah. that means full color yes it does and 34 pages of it nice lots of uh character art which may or may not just be stock mario stuff but mm-hmm. it all looks good and very faithful lots of screenshots too okay now i'm guessing we have intros of all the characters not really. Oh. I mean, uh, it doesn't really, you know, there's no story. You get a little right. brief thing at the beginning that sets up, I guess, Lakitu runs the Mario Kart. Oh, yes. It, th- these are his tracks, and you're on his turf. Okay, cool. But it goes through controls, your different types of racing modes, mm-hmm. blah, 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 items. Um, but you did say it gives some stats on each character to some degree. So It does. Um, it goes through... You know, it, it breaks them down into their four groups and talks about, you know, Princess and Yoshi are the faster accelerators, Mario, okay. Luigi in the middle. Uh, but it does have a cool chart after that that's a performance chart where it compares a little more mathematically, but it's like you get you get like a weird frowny blue triangle, which is like you're bad at this. You can get one star, two stars, or three stars. Huh. But it's only amongst the acceleration and top speed. Huh. And then it goes through four the four of the track types where it's like this person is typically better at the ice tracks, this person's better at these tracks, this person should be better at you know normal Mario circuits or whatever. And it does make a note of Koopa and Toad are good at turning, Princess and Yoshi are the worst apparently. Huh. And then talks a little bit about you know Koopa and Toad are light, and Donkey Kong and Bowser are the heavies. Okay, correct. That's like a note at the end, kind of. Now, does it talk about their um, up, their items when they're opponents at all? Uh, not that I recall. I don't think it really got into that much. Okay. Um, it does give you a bunch, like there's a course list for the f- mushroom, flower, and star cups. Does it show you the course? Uh, it does. It shows the map of, oh, great. of each one. Cool. Um, and it goes through, they have course characteristics where it rates, it'll tell you the obstacles, like there are gophers here or... Mm-hmm pipes in this level, and it also rates the slipperiness for each of the different types of tracks. Oh, very interesting. And it concludes with a few master tips, which are all pretty basic, except it does give you a hint where it's like, if you can get gold on 100 cc's in the special cup, something crazy will happen. And mm, It will indeed. Yeah, so. But yeah, it's uh, all, you know, as expected, a nice classy manual for uh, a very prestigious game. Well, Nick, what was your personal history with Super Mario Kart? I 
played it a lot. Uh, I did not own it. Neither did I. It was a frequent rental for me. Yes, very frequent. Um, when there wasn't a game or by this point at Blockbuster, if I had seen all of the episodes one and two of the various anime series and their one rack that they had of uh-huh. animation, like, you, know, oh, you could always go back to Mario Kart. And, you know, it was fun. Yeah, this was when I wasn't getting as many games as gifts anymore. You know, the mm. teenage years. And I didn't have as much time to play them. But this was always one that if someone's going to spend the night, this is definitely a rental. Sure, yeah. it's uh, It was just a fun one to mess around with, especially two-player. And then I think we should also just briefly discuss our, our history with the rest of the franchise. Oh, sure. Um, I played a bunch of them for a while. Kind of fell off after Double Dash, I would say. Right. But, uh, but I would say, you know, this is, you know, we may one day get into some N64 games. Yeah. Technically, they are cartridges. That's true. That is true. And, uh, you know, I, I will save the full version of the story for that day. But we used to, in college, have an N64. And this oh, game was at the very center of... Uh, very heated month-long battles for points. Sure, yeah, well, across hundreds of races. We play every, every cup, every track at every speed. Total up the points and try to see who is the ultimate winner of all space and time. Space and time, yes. And the winner of that would receive a Muppets in Space Echo microphone <laughs> as the prize ah, to pristine. taunt the other players with. Yes. Um, so, you know, we have a very deep history with, you know, the N64 version. When Double Dash came out, you know, we were uh, living in a house with five guys total. So it yeah. got a ton of play as well. Absolutely. Uh, on the Wii, we played it a great deal. And then, uh, you know, at that point, I had a son, and I taught him the ways of the Mario Kart. And, you know, I've gone through all of them now, up through the newest one, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. Yeah, man. It's on the Nintendo Switch, and, you know, it is a very refined version of the experience that we see here at the beginning. Yeah, you can definitely, it all comes from here, and, you know, the DNA is all there. It just slowly evolved. So, Nick, what was your more recent experience with Super Mario Kart? Ugh, well, um, I I was able to beat all the cups on 100 cc's. Mm-hmm. I don't recall if I locked 150 cc's, but I was not going to that. Um, agreed, agreed. I was uh, kind of saddened by my lack of skills. <laughs> it was it's kind of tough to go back to. Uh huh. But uh, you know, all things considered, not not too horrible. Yeah, I played it almost exclusively two player. I wish I had, which I... does make it a little bit easier because I, well, not only is there one less person or one less enemy to throw things out there at you, but you know you can work together. Right. To kind of game the system for points, if you if you really want to, to try to unlock further levels of the game, and we did. Uh, it was mainly me and my son, and I think we played this game. Ooh, I would say about overall five or five or six hours to unlock uh, the special cup and beat it. Right on. Yeah, yeah, that sounds about right. I it was over the course of two or three days on the weekend. I kind of started like at first I started on the 50 cc's and raced yeah, well, a little bit. Everything up before the special cup, we played through on 50 cc just to really get a feel for all the tracks. It's not a bad idea. I kind of skipped forward after playing the. I played through the mushroom cup and was oh this is way too easy, so I'll you know I'll move it up and is no joke, man. <laughs> no, no joke at all. So uh, how many times did you play this? Um, well, I, I would say. Probably about five different sessions. Like okay. I would beat a cup per session. Then I had to go back to get gold on the flower cup mm-hmm. to get the special cup. And then I, I know I played special cup for a very long session. I can believe it. <laughs> we'll get into that later. 
Well, here we are in the general chat portion of our show, and I would like to start by saying that this game is not nearly as bad looking as I remember it. Yeah, I I really expected it to be gobbledy gook or you yeah, know, just like mode seven explosion. Unplayable, but I was pretty actually impressed. Like I could still interpret the tracks very easily. Yeah, once you get used to the visual style, it kind of just melts away as being so uh, you know rough. Yeah, and you know the action is more about you versus other characters mm-hmm. in your relations to them and in in their track itself. So I will say that. Certain areas like the seaweed and the Koopa, yeah, like that looks really weird when it's scaling. Like it makes a lot of visual noise, you know? Uh, agreed. And I guess we should really just begin by talking about the fact that the way this game utilizes Mode 7 graphics is that the entire track is one large sprite and it is flattened out. And then on a different plane are all of the other things. They are, you know, at a, you know, perpendicular angle to it, to a degree. Mm-hmm. At least that's, you know, what they're going for. Right, right. And instead of just moving around the track, they move the the sprite of the track yeah, around that, you. That's what's really, yeah, going on. And that's like, you can see when you look at the maps, like each of these tracks is a huge square sprite that is being moved. So it explains some of the weird track designs that, you know, we'll talk about in a minute. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that that movement is way smoother than I remembered it being. I mean, because I remember, you know, and when I say I remember it being, there's a point in time where you go, oh, yeah, that was trash, and I right. can't go back to it. Right, right. Uh, and that's true for, you know, Stunt Racer FX. Oh, yeah. Yes. But, you know, this actually, you know, the smoothness and the quality of the sprites in the foreground, you know, make this very palatable. Yeah, yeah. I think it looks fine. Um, I, I did think that, you know, when you're turning, like, it always seems to turn faster than I want. Like, there's a, you yeah. really got to get used to it. Like, you're you're flying around these. And part of it, I think, is the track design since there are so many, like, hairpins and stuff. Which brings me to my next point, that this game is also far more brutal than I remembered. Yeah, humiliatingly so at points. Like, I and Abby will vouch for me, but there are many curse words slung, like at a level that other <laughs> games, like, I could not believe the things coming out of my mouth. Like, it was, it was terrible. Shameful, really. Well, and the big problem is that, you know, there are so many lessons that they learn from in this game that you'll never see these mistakes made again. And chiefly among them are some of the turns are constructed in a way that if you miss them or mess them up, it's almost unrecoverable from. You, like, there's no reverse, which really hurts. Yes. Anytime you hit the walls, it's like a total, like, your momentum stops. You can't even, like, you know, in later ones, you could kind of bump and you lose a little speed, but you're still moving. You can recover. Or they would have had that angle figured to a degree to where... It wouldn't be that hard to bump around off of. Yeah, and and again, these these walls are all straight lines. So, yeah. and there are a lot of switchbacks that yeah. really make it just horrible when you screw up. Yeah, the I mean, I know a lot of it is it's, it was tough for them to like cram a whole track into this big square. Right. But ugh, it's just so frustrating when you are doing great and maybe it's totally if you barely hit one of these. Like one pixel of the corner of a wall, and it's just boom, it's over, man. Yeah, you're now facing the wrong direction. You're probably in eighth place after this. <laughs> yeah, and you know, this game does have a bit of rubber band AI, which is a term that's thrown around a lot in the Mario Kart series. And, you know, usually that means that the further back you are, the better item you get. Yeah. And they always try to do a good job of, you know, maybe not letting player one, even if it's a computer, get too far ahead of the pack. I don't feel like that balance was really found in this game at all. No, um, I, you know, I will say the only lightning bolt I saw, I was in eighth place. So, uh-huh. you know, there was that. But 
90% of the items I got were just more coins. You know, even the shells didn't really help me against no. an, in a one-player game, you know. And and if the computer gets too far ahead, it is now then impossible to ever, ever get close. Yeah, it's and, and these tracks are so, like, crammed. Like, it is very hard, especially with the light character like Koopa. Mm-hmm. Just, you know... You have to wait until the second lap at least before the other characters are spread far enough apart that you can actually pass someone without getting dinged by anyone. Yeah, and people might say, well, then why would you use that character? But, I mean, I had to rely on that acceleration. <laughs> well, that, I mean, and I, the turning. I thought about playing as Mario or, or Luigi just to get one of them off the field with their magical invincibility whenever right. they want. Like, that really made me, like, mm, I'm still, still a little salty about it. But between, like... You know, you can be racing perfectly for four laps. Yeah. And then, boom, you make that one mistake, you're stopped, and, well, now you're screwed. And you might not even, you might rank out, which makes it even more frustrating because oh, yeah. you have to start the whole thing over. It's, ugh. And that brings me to my other main gripe. Five laps is way too many laps for most of these courses. Yeah. I wish they were, I don't know, they're just so unforgiving. And especially mastering the slide is, is pretty tricky because. Yeah. It's not like the later games where you, you start sliding and then you start moving your controls to build up to get the, the boost, which will reorient your direction. Right. Here, you're not. You have to slide it, like, perfectly or yep. you're flying off into other... there is no boost coming out of that slide. Yeah, it's just there to shave off seconds around the corners without losing speed. You're not hitting the brakes or slowing down. And right. Oof, it's, it's, it's hard, man. Like, the way that it turns so fast, it's very easy to come out of a slide and then you're like overcorrecting zigzagging even on a straightaway it's like oh, yeah. it's very touchy and part of that comes from the fact that you are controlling with a d-pad and not an analog stick yeah that's that's true although in more recent years i've actually gone back to the d-pad oh yeah a lot sometimes I mean, I, I because I, I can get a finer tap you know oh, very yeah. very minute movements and at the highest speeds that's sometimes what i need I, hey i can see it i at least with Mario Kart 64 and Double Dash, like I feel like the D pads were not the best, so no. I, I wasn't. Even, that was out of the question. Right now, I did also feel like the character spread made the two heavyweights pretty much useless. I mean, it, it's very demanding. I, you know, going back to F Zero, they had the slow heavy guy yeah. who had the highest top speed, so it's kind of that build. And I always looked at them as those are for the experts. Right. I am not one of them, so. No. Uh, you know, in later games, I would opt for a heavier high-speed character, but that's when you have a bigger area to thin out and, and really take that time to build up that speed. Well, and when you can use the power slide for a turbo boost, it allows you to ignore slower, you know, it can compensate for your slower acceleration. Definitely. But you're not getting that here, at least, I mean, you can get it from a mushroom, but even those are, like, risky sometimes because if there's not a specific shortcut or a straightaway, I'm like, do I even want to use this? <laughs> like, right. it can be very tough to gauge the how to, how to slide out of it. And then while we're on the gripe list, my, my final big gripe is the the coin situation, the zero coin spin out. Oh, it's, it's tough, man. Because you could get trapped in a spiral of, you know, losing coins where you went off the edge. You mm-hmm. get dropped down to have zero coins, yeah. and then you get hit by two or three guys, and that's it. Like You've just lost that, that race pretty much. I mean, you can go from, oh, I'm in first place. I, I dinged myself into a wall, and then I'm getting hit by each person. Like, you could lose five, six coins right there, yep. and if that doesn't bring you down to zero, then I don't know, And which makes you so vulnerable in addition to having a minimum top speed. Right. Like, it's a, it's a double attack. Now, 
you might be thinking from everything we said here that this game was so hard and I didn't really like that much about it. But you'd be wrong. I, I really liked a lot about this game. Uh, the sprites are great. And to think that they, they have to exist from like all those different angles. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. They're a, a really fun kind of squat version of everyone since they're all sat in a, in a vehicle. Mm-hmm. And the levels themselves um, all have a really interesting visual style, even if it is a little blurred through that that zoomed in on that, that one giant sprite. Yeah, it's, I mean, and the closer you get to your horizon, the more condensed it is, so it can be a little fuzzy there. But I, in general, was able to interpret everything fine. I was pretty impressed that it held up as well as it did graphically. Agreed, agreed. And then there is the music. And, you know, I don't normally listen to, like, the Steel Drum Island beat. <laughs> right. But, you know, I don't mind it one bit. And it's really the an interesting choice for the soundscape of this game. Yeah, I always thought of it, you know, as it got that, yeah, like you said, Steel Drums. It's a very beachy feel to it that, yeah. you know, it was fine. I, I got pretty nostalgic listening to it because I heard it a lot back in the day and then never again. Right. So well, you it, will hear these these tracks reprised a little bit because one thing they've done recently that I think is really great is they brought back many of the classic tracks mm. to the Mario Kart series in the classic cup. And oh. it's really interesting playing through some of these, you know, flat early tracks in 3D now. I bet. Yeah, that can be quite crazy. Now, the music is uh, not very vast is the problem. Yeah, there's only a few tracks, really. I think you get, like, one track per type of, you um, know, there's, like, a Mario Circuit yep. track. and Bowser Castle. Koopa Beach and those. And they are all similar to their original counterparts. In right, the, yeah. You know, in the, in the Super Mario series. Yeah, but yeah. They are jazzed up for this, and that's, that's always fun. Yeah. And then the, one other thing that really impressed me was the physics, like, of the items bouncing around and the characters. Like, I, I don't know. It was all just way smoother than I would have thought possible on the Super Nintendo. Yeah, I mean, ugh, it's just the walls, man. That's what kills me. It's, yeah. it's like when you're not interacting with walls, it's a lot of fun. But once, you know, it's just avoiding them. Like, I can't say it enough. Like, you keep away from them, you know. They are your worst enemy, not your best friend. Yes, definitely. Well, here we are in the level-by-level level portion of our show. But this game does not have levels. It has cups and tracks. That's right. And you guessed it. We are going to go through every single track in this game. But there's really not much to talk about besides the new types of hazards and obstacles there are. And maybe a shortcut or two. No, we're going to go through each turn one by one. Oh, okay, and, let's and do it. And what part of the track you were in, in what order. Then you go left, <laughs> and then right, and then left again. Well, if you are... A normal person, you're going to start off with the Mushroom Cup. And when you start that, you will begin at the first course, the Mario Circuit, number one. Yeah. It's a normal, you know, this is a normal slipperiness track. You're actually on asphalt, I guess, whatever, an actual road. Yeah, it is your most basic track. There is some dirt on the edges. You have uh, no obstacles. I mean, unless you count the walls. Unless you count the walls or the dirt. And uh, you just go around five times. Yeah, there's a, you know, an area where you can use a mushroom to kind of skip through some dirt and shave off a few seconds. Uh, but no real shortcuts. Yeah, nothing too complex here. And then round two is the Donut Plains, you know, and most of these names are going to come from the Super Mario world. Yes, yes, indeed. Um, and this, you know, again, this has some more hairpin areas, which, I mean, that really breaks my heart because when you're trying to slide, you know, again, one pixel into that wall and it's all over. And it does have a little bridge area that's a little bouncy, but not a water hazard. Uh, there is a water hazard at the edge of a curve. 
and this has your first instance of some rough dirt and the little bumpy hills. Yeah, so you're going to be sliding a bit more here. I mean, even with Koopa in tow, the, the best turning. Guys. The best. And then uh, after that, you're treated to your first of many uh, ghost houses. This is Ghost Valley number one. Yeah, this is, this one is not too bad. You're going to no. you see some ramps, which are tricky too, because you can jump off the track if you're not careful. Yes, there is a shortcut to be made if you do have the uh, feather. And then there are some question blocks, and this is more often found here in the ghost houses right after a jump. Yeah. Or a little bump. So you have to jump over the bump, and then you can land on it. Yeah, which isn't as hard as it seems, but... It's... And it's a huge bonus, because almost all these maps only have one you know, place to get them per lap. So being able to get two items in one lap is a huge boon. Sure, yeah. Uh, then after that, we have the fourth race here in the cup, and that is Bowser's Castle number one. Ugh, yeah, this is where it starts to get... Um... It can be very frustrating in a, if it gets crowded, if you're in with the other people, uh-huh. especially and there's a section with lots of little cubby holes on the side, like places to get caught. There are some turbo zipper boosts. And that's the first time you're going to see the turbos. And those turbos are a little dangerous. You want to make sure you're going straight and narrow when you hit them. Otherwise, you're going to get caught in those little cubbies. Yeah, and it's hard to, again, the turning is so touchy that you can start this weird zigzag, which in addition to kind of slowing you down can really increase the chances of, you know, knocking into a corner in, in a not fun way. And in the middle of the track is a series of involuntary jumps over lava, which are pretty simple, but if it's crowded, you can very easily be knocked off into that mm, lava. Yes. So watch yourself, man. And then that brings us to the final track here in the Mushroom Cup Mario Circuit number two. And this is uh, almost double the size of the first one. Yeah, this is a big one. Um, it has, you know, you're back on asphalt again, so that's nice. But uh-huh. it's also one of the few tracks that has like a, where it figure eights in a way, like doubles over itself and you have a jump. Yeah, now this jump uh, is, is very interestingly handled since there is no true 3D in the game. Right. You know, it's pretty simple. There's no way to really get messed up on it. Once you hit those jump spots, if you are going fast enough, you're going to go over that track. Oh, yeah. This map also is the first uh, time you're going to see the oil slicks. Yeah, they will, uh, kind of like a banana peel, you'll start spinning out. But I, I think you can correct it if you counter oh, okay. turn. I, I did it on accident once or twice, at least with a banana. I don't know if the oil works the same way. I think it does. Well, I avoided them at all costs, that's that, for sure. That is the way to go. And then at the end of that one, you will find out you know, what your ranking is, and you will get a, a cup, either bronze, silver, or gold. Yeah, and depending on which character, you have a little different victory animation there. Is it different for every single character? I'm not sure. I know that, well, Koopa shoots the, it's like you have a champagne bottle or whatever, Uh and he shoots the cork out. and You hit a little uh, cheap, cheap balloon. Sometimes it'll, like, have two bottles, they knock it together, you know? Yeah, that's really weird, that bottle knocking animation. Yeah, I'm like, what are you doing? You're wasting champagne. (laughs) Like a break. It could indeed. But that is it for the first cup and then we'll move on to the second cup the flower cup with the exception of the special cup i actually had the most trouble here yeah well it's got the most varied races because it really starts you out uh in the dirt yeah and uh chaco island one chaco island is mm, it's, it's not that easy of a track <laughs> no there are lots of bumps all throughout there are these big patches of, of dirt that slow you down that it's almost impossible to go around without losing rank and speed yeah later we'll see a lot of these and later Chaco ones where there's just fields of this mud that you just got to drive through and deal with it very annoying but you know besides that that's the only new thing you're going to see here 
It's just a you know a lot of potential to go off road. Yes. Uh, then you have Ghost Valley Two as the next uh, race, and it's very similar to the last one. I mean, down to one shortcut with for a for a feather. Yeah, it's um, a very and you know we didn't really talk about the first one, but this here too, like these shortcuts, like it's not just taking a shortcut. You've got to be pretty good. To, yeah. Because you're heading towards a wall or a cliff right afterwards. Like you've got to take the shortcut and be ready to slide out of it immediately. Indeed. Or, and these ghost houses are usually a little smaller than the other tracks. Yeah, it's it's tough to avoid hitting, you know, you'll be sliding around a corner, maybe you tag one of the walls and and you see it disappear and then that's like I always that mental note where I'm like I'm going to get hit next next lap. I'm going to fall in there. Like you've got to pay attention to your your actual repeated course. Indeed. Now, you can make it through this course. Uh, unlike those other games, it doesn't save for you after the ghost house. So, you have to move <laughs> on to Do Not Planes number two, the third round of the cup. And it is a much longer track. Yes. Well, and you have several hairpin turns. And a water hazard, but worst of all, a brand new hazard. Oh, yeah, the moles. And the moles, uh, they pop out on molehills. And if you're unfortunate enough to run into one, it will stick to your face and slow you down. Yep. And the only way to shake them off is to mash L and R. And repeatedly jump. And eventually, eventually they'll fall off. And it seems to take longer than I feel like it does in later the, later Definitely games. longer than I want it to. <laughs> yeah. After that, we'll have Bowser Castle number two. And this, again, is very similar to the other one, but it's really ramped up the difficulty factor of all of the features you've seen before. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So now when you're jumping over the lava with those ramps, there's narrower passages. It narrows to a one center passage where you're definitely going to run into someone at yep. some point. Yep. And there's a wall to run into right in the middle of it. Yeah, they Man, and th- this track is one that by yourself wouldn't be so bad, but it really is crammed full of people. And, mm-hmm. you know, you have like the... There's a dead end that, I mean, I'm guessing if you have a feather, you might be able to jump right, over. Can. But if you don't and you just discover it, boom, it's over. You've because, lost the race. Yeah. You can't even reverse out of there. Good luck, man. you got to, like, Austin Powers bang your way out of this little thing. It's not fun. It's Yeah. Uh, there is a weird turnaround place in the middle that is just really hard to move through. And there is a turbo boost in there that is a pure trap. Right, right. I've never hit it and not been thrown into the corner in you, a horrible fashion. I'm I'm better players than me, I'm sure I could do it, but I did not. Now, hopefully you make it through here. This is definitely one that I, I had to continue on, I'm sure. But if you can make it through, you will find yourself at the final race of the Flower Cup, Mario Circuit number three. Mario Circuits are always a mixed bag because I'm delighted to see real track that I'm not sliding on. Correct. But here, it, ugh, like... There is one particular hairpin turn that always, it's, I'm almost always tag the, you know, I'm trying oh, yeah. to slide as exactly close as I can about. to it's the wall, but. Right in the middle of the track. Yeah. And if you, even if you make it around with the power slide, I could never get it to, I could never manage it just right, you know. Now, this is, I think, one of the first levels that has a very clear turbo shortcut. Oh, yes. Over, uh, through the dirt and in a gap in the wall. And that will save you a ton of time. Yes, if you have a mushroom or a star, I believe, you can zap through there. Definitely. And after this one, you get your tally and you find out if you won the Flower Cup. That's right. And I know the first time I only got bronze, so I had to go back and, and race through again. And It was generally that last track that gave me the most trouble. Yeah, so. same here. Next up, we have the Star Cup. And it begins with a trip to the beach. Koopa Beach. For my money, the easiest tracks in the game are the Koopa Beach Trap. They're you know, they're very short. 
they're always my favorite because I'm not worried about walls. You know, right. you only have to worry about the deep water where you will fall through. And, and it's usually pretty far off. Yeah, and it's very clearly, you know, you can see it coming. It's way darker. The The shallow water will just slow you down, and you might slide a bit. And this one, um, you know, just stay in the middle of it. You're fine. There's some little jumps and bumps. There is a shortcut you could take uh, with an island that has a single question block on it, but I never remembered where it was. I Yeah, I, I until just now, forgot all about it, so... I, I, I rarely take it as a kid before, but yeah, it's it's you have to leave an island at an awkward angle that looks very dangerous. You know, after that, you will be at the round two for Star Cup. That is Chaco Island number two, and this is the one you were talking about that has a huge dirt field. Yes, and it's just otherwise full of muck. The turns are real easy on this map. Yeah, I mean, you just got to get around all those little bumps that they can sea be of annoying. bumps, and the computers can jump over them like magically. Yeah, I could not so i was just you know running through and you do lose quite a bit of speed to each little bump bump and so i just tap my jump button the whole time hoping that sure a couple yeah. of them will, will matter <laughs> it can't get any worse right exactly and then next up you have the beginning of the worst tracks and that is vanilla lake number one that is your ice track for round three of the sar cup yeah now I actually did not have a problem with either of the ice tracks that I, I raced in. I, I found them to be easier than many of the other ones. They are very short, and the sliding is not horrible on it. What I hate about the ice tracks is that there are blocks yeah. in the pathway that are, you know, almost impossible to miss. They are, and the, the computer seems to do it fine. Right. But you have to... It's Round kind of, one, I'm clearing my future path. You you have to make sure you just go the same way every time, and you'll be all right. Because once you've hit these white ice blocks, they will disappear. But they yeah. do bounce you off in a very crappy fashion. Yep. And there are two ha- water hazards to fall into, but I never did. Yeah, I, I didn't run into those much. Um, and, you know, with those ice blocks, I actually prefer them to normal walls, because at least they have the common courtesy to go away... So you can keep moving. You don't have to do some weird hoppy turny dealio. Well, up next in the Star Cup, we have Bowser Castle number three. And this is a tough one. It is, but I feel like, um, I don't know, the way this course is oriented, I like it more than the last one, the last Bowser Cup. I can see Bowser Castle. It does have several split path areas, so that at least filters out some of the competitors, which is a big bonus. Agreed, agreed. And I found that, um, you know, they were long and straight enough that I was able to actually utilize the speed arrows in this area. Yeah. And the parts where you're jumping over the lava, they're wide enough to where you don't have to worry as much about the other characters. Sure, sure. Yeah. It's it's just about, there are several turns that if you don't hit them just right, it's going to cost you. Oh, definitely. If you can handle those turns, you will find yourself in the final race of the Star Cup, Mario Circuit number four. Yeah, now this is full of zigzags. Uh, you're gonna, yeah, you're going back on yourself a zillion times. It's uh, not the worst because I've, it's I found a wide that, track. Yeah, it's it's wider, and there, there aren't in certain tracks there are just these walls that are right on the inside of a of a hairpin turn. And I mean, you'll see some of them here, but I didn't. No, you have a run afoul of them. A good bit of dirt surrounding them before you get to to the road you're on. And you know the biggest problem is that uh, there's a couple really sneakily stuck in uh, oil slicks, Mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. there is also a big old shortcut for you if you if you do find yourself in possession of a mushroom. That's right. Another another gap in the wall. Now, if you defeat this and you have managed to get gold across all of them, you will unlock yourself yet another cup. That's right. The special cup. And the special cup starts out with the Donut Plains Volume 3. And, well, 
not only do you have to deal with those moles again, but now the bridge is not as uh, well-maintained as it once was. Yes, um, I nominate this for my most hated track. I raced this more than any. Uh, I lost a lot here because the turn right after the second broken bridge, mm -hmm. I could never not, I was spinning out, falling into water. Like I, The only way I could consistently get through it is to either hit the brakes or just let off my speed and slowly turn and then try to build it back up. Yeah, same here. Uh, it is a horrible turn. And the bridges themselves are not really that much of a hazard. It is that hairpin turn and the moles that, that still plague you. I mean, and this track especially was just one where I was like, I have to get in first and not, like, if I get hurt once, it's over. Like, I've got I've to maintain that lead so that I don't have to race with anyone in my way mm -hmm. to be able to handle all this stuff. It, it was very, very frustrating. Very, very much so indeed. Arr. Well, luckily, after that, you have a nice little uh, break, and that is a trip to the beach for Koopa Beach Round 2. Yeah, and this uh, is more of a one big island covered in seaweed, which, again, looks kind of weird when it's scaling, but definitely, I could still tell what was going on. And on this one, you're on the outer edge of the island in the water so much more. Yeah, there's a couple like paths around a little lagoon that you have to sort through. It's easy to fall in. The water once or twice, but hey, man, I'll take that over running into a wall any day. Definitely. And it's very forgiving when you are pulled out of the water. Uh, it really, Lakitu really takes you further down the course than I would ever imagine. Yeah, nice guy. Well, after your trip to the beach, you uh, return to uh, your nightmares. Yes. That is uh, found in Ghost House number three. Yeah, this one... You're seeing holes in the track in the middle now. Yeah, if it wasn't bad enough that you're going to fly off the edge, this one has barely any edge at all. And yeah. then to add insult to injury, there are now big holes in the track to fall in. There, are, This one, I I don't know. It's it's tough, but... It I, is wide. Yeah, it, it, as long as other carts weren't interfering with me, I could generally hit my slides pretty well to stay in first place for most of it. Yeah, it has its ups and downs, that's for sure. Uh, but... You can't rest easy, because after that, you are treated to another trip to Vanilla Lake. Vanilla Lake, the plainest tasting lake. Iced over, but this time you are racing around a giant crack in the ice. Yeah, it's a it's a pretty cool level idea, I think. Um, it is, but it puts that constant danger of falling in. It does, um, but I, I like that it gives you, like, you can hop over the edges of cracks to shave a little time off your, yeah. your stuff. Um, well, this is almost a pure straight circle. Yeah. So, it, you know, even though it's slippery, you don't have to do too much maneuvering. Now, from later games in the series, I always dread the ice levels. But uh -huh. so here it was kind of a nice surprise that they're not quite as bad. Now, there is another shortcut here through a wall if you have that mushroom. So hold on to it. And then you can move on to round five, the final race of the game, the dreaded Rainbow Road. Not as bad as later ones, man. I, no. I was really dreading it but well, i actually kind of like this track this track is awesome to look at it is a rainbow road not unlike the path to valhalla that's right it's and by frost there are no edges to it at all yeah which is you know the hard part now otherwise there's really uh a couple barriers i don't think there's any speed boosts on here to really mess you up no there are little ramps like the yellow ones that are almost impossible to see i don't know uh -huh. if they specifically put them in front of or over the yellow spots in the they are right the next ground. to them yeah so it can be a little tricky but they never really threw me off or anything too terribly and once you have defeated the rainbow road then you are the master of the mario kart universe you it, can yeah. unlock the 150 cc's if you're a masochist more power to you if you can make it that far 
Now we find ourselves in the review portion of our show. And of course, we use the classic Nintendo Power Review System that has four categories, each category a possible of zero to five points, starting with graphics and sound. Nick, I gave this a 3.0. Same here. I at first went for 2.5, but I was really just impressed that it held up as well as it did. Yeah, um, you know, it's the sprites really look great, even though they're being scaled to, you know, too small and too big. Right, right. You know, when they're in that sweet spot, they look wonderful. And even though it is going crazy, that giant sprite that is the map does look pretty good. Oh, yeah, and... Just the fact, I, I don't know, I, I really expected it to just be pixelated gobbledygook the whole time. And, right. and it really wasn't, so, you know, no. kudos to you, Nintendo. The reason you don't get all the points, though, Nintendo, is the draw distance. You know, for a racing game, you want to be able to see far, and in this game, you cannot see that far at all. Right, right. Um, otherwise, the music is fun. It's really, you know, joyous, and it's got that island beat that we both like, so, you know, I like it a lot. Yeah, it sets the tone for the rest of the series, really. It does. It's just that, that sometimes uh, when things are going so fast, it is a little hard to tell what's going on or how much you need to turn. Like you said, that speed factor it looks so fast sometimes. Yeah, when you're especially when you're sliding and it's, yeah. you think you're going to go around that hairpin turn and miss that wall, but you know if you don't and it, and your hitbox, you know it's like if one pixel of your wheel touches one pixel of the corner of that wall, it's over. So it's a little tricky there, but you can get used to it. Next up, we have Play Control, which I also gave a 3.0. I give it a 2.0. Oh. I was very frustrated with the turning. Took a lot of getting used to, but really, it's the reverse. The no reverse, like, it really breaks my heart because it makes a lot of things way more difficult than I think they were intended to be. Right. You know, I could see that. Um, for me, I felt like up to 100 cc, the controls are really good and responsive. Yeah. Once you hit 150 cc, it's like uh, impossible. You know, and I tried a couple of different players, and of course, part of it is getting used to that that character. Mm-hmm. But we were both using the best handling character, right? Which I felt like we do have some Mario Kart chops, so it's not like we are just clueless. And I feel like if neither of us could really get a handle with these guys, that shows that it is pretty hard to handle. Yeah, yeah, and I, I mean, maybe if you came at this, like, you know, this was the first Mario Kart game you played, Correct. so this is your blank slate, and this is what you're used to, but I mean, I, I, I can't go back there, you know, no. and I, I certainly haven't played as much as you, so it's really hard to just have all these habits that are, are now against you, you know? Correct. Well, our next category is Challenge Factor, Nick, and what did you rank this game? I give it a 4.0, but although really I would say I'll go down to 3.5 because in general it's not that bad, but there are just a few tracks that exemplify the things that really hurt me as a player. You yeah, know? I was really torn, and I ended up on a 4.0 as well. There are so many parts that are very hard and very unfair, and then you have to redo an entire cup. Yeah. But for me, the fact that you couldn't do it two-player, you can achieve all these things with a second player, mm-hmm. and you have infinite tries. That's true. You know, it's not like you have to redo all four cups. You know, you're not starting the game from scratch every time. So as hard as it can be, you know, that's the the key to Mario Kart is you can always just go back and and play again. Yeah, you can get better. Sure. Finally, we have theme and fun, Nick. And what did you rank this game? I gave it a 2.5. I think, you know, we have very different scores because of our different playing experiences. Whereas I gave it a 3.5. Yeah. I agree because one player is it's a it's just like this relentless yes like you have to be perfect all the time or it's over and with two players you don't 
the the point spread you can you know get around certain things that way and you have someone to commiserate with right so therefore you know it's it's not as horrible when you can both see how awfully one of you was treated or both of you well and we talked a little bit about the rubber banding you know of the Uh computer ai players but if you have a second live player like that's in second place and you can get ahead of them then they hold back oh yeah i would lap characters routinely on maps that i was good at turning on right right like i could easily start making my way past them but like you said that's because i had another character holding the line another human right right and i mean that was a i've seen that in all of the mario karts since so you know playing it one player is is pretty tough especially with you've got luigi's invincible cart right behind you and this split screen mode really, you know, it, it, it makes really fun couch co-op. And, you know, yeah. if you're doing it two player, it's definitely a lot more fun. That's for sure. Yeah, definitely. So that brings me to uh, my final question that I have for you at the end of every show, Nick. Should you play this game? Well, you should, but you should play it two player, I think. Agreed. I, that's exactly what I said. You want to see the beginning of Mario Kart. You should see that so many of the things you love did start here. The drift began. All the items you know and love are all there. And it's just a little rough around the edges. I think playing one player is just uh, an exercise. And like, I mean, you really got to master it yourself. And it's it's it can be very frustrating. But now, as we mentioned, this game is on the SNES Classic, which, you know, swells my heart to see in all the stores nowadays. I'm glad anyone that wants Finally. one can get one. Yeah. And uh, it's definitely, if you already have it on the system, Give yourself an hour or two with a friend and and go through a couple cups and and go through the battle mode. And I think you'll really enjoy it more than you expected. Agreed. Next week's game will be Operation Wolf for the Nintendo Entertainment System. So grab your controller or your light gun, friends, and play along. That's right. And if you think that I just suck at Super Mario Kart, you can let me know at cartridgecommand at gmail.com, and I will cry myself to sleep. And uh, if you want to tell me I'm not as good as I think I am at Mario Kart, let me know at cartridgecommand at facebook.com. Or check us out on Twitter, where I'll let you know when new shows drop. You can subscribe to this podcast with any kind of device that makes podcasts happen in your ears. Earbs? In your ears. <laughs> and, uh, you know, please tell a friend. Tell someone else that will possibly like the show so they can listen and more people can tune in. That's right. The more racers, the better. Yes, indeed. And, of course, we must always say a special thank you to those wonderful and fine folks that give to us at patreon.com slash cartridge command. It is their hard-earned coins that they pass on to us that make us able to race through the finish line every Wednesday and release this show for you guys. Oh, yeah. Without you guys, it would not be possible for us to do this. We are just a couple of working stiffs, families, jobs, and many other commitments. But, you know, we love doing this, and as long as we don't have to pay for it, we'll keep doing it for you guys. That's right. So thank you guys and gals so very much. And as always, Cartridge Commandos, Game On! Shark, do 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 do. I don't know that I know that one. You don't have a child, so that's fine. <laughs> don't look it up. Okay, it will invade your life. <laughs>